Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm really, really excited about this third week. The first week we talked about God, the one that created everything in the unseen realm, this realm, had a blast. Last week we talked about our enemy. People were loving it. As I like to say, there was a lot of chatter in the lobbies, man. People were excited about it. And this week we're going to we're going to talk about our helpers. So, you know, the Holy Spirit's called the helper, but our helpers are referring to angels. So we're going to talk about these incredible creatures called angels this weekend. And I'm really excited about this because they're working behind the scenes. And before we close, I'm going to just show you how you can increase their activity in your life. That doesn't mean we'll see them. 99, probably 99.9% of us won't see an angel. I don't want to see an angel. It would freak me out. I don't need to see an angel. It kind of means something serious is happening, right? So I don't want to be that serious where I need an angel to help me, uh, where I see them, but I do need angels to help me every day of my life and do what they do. So we'll talk about that, how to increase their activity. And I want to tell you a story. This, this is an angel story. It's a, it's a true story. Um, there's this pastor in Palermo, Sicily. It's happened a couple decades ago, but it's such a cool story. I want to share it with you. And he had the largest Protestant church in Italy, a couple thousand people. And in Italy, the average Protestant church is about 100, right? And a big church would be 500. So this guy was kicking it, right, in Palermo, Sicily. And all these mafia guys were accepting Christ. So the mafia boss is upset because his guys are accepting Christ, walking away from the the mafia, and the mafia is real big even to this day in Palermo, right? And so uh, he decided to put a hit on the pastor. So he puts a hit on the pastor, and he wanted the hitmen to go during the week when the pastor's at the church in his study. So he sends his first hitman, and the guy pulls up, and he sees all these big guys with automatic weapons all around the church. So he freaks out. They have him outgunned, and he goes back and tells the mafia boss, they hired security. These guys must be from out of town. I didn't recognize any of them. And so uh, the guy sends a couple of them the next time, two, three of them, and they come and there's even more security and they're surrounding the church. And so they go back and say, we're outgunned. There's nothing we can do. Well, one of the mafia guys that had accepted Christ heard about what was going on. So he told the pastor, he said, hey, where did you hire this security? Uh, there's a hit on your life, right? And it kind of freaked the pastor out a little bit. And uh, he said, we don't have any security. We don't even have security on the weekend. We don't even have volunteer security. There is no security during the week. And as he found out about the hit and these hitmen coming, they immediately realized these are angels. And God just let these guys see angels and he let them see natural weapons on the angels because angels don't need automatic weapons. But he knew what would make these guys afraid. And that's one of the coolest angel stories I have ever heard. And it's just nice to know angels are out there. And I hope we walk out of here today because our world is, is brutal, right? And it's dangerous in our world. And then we, we worry about our kids. We worry about our great our grandkids, our great-grandkids, we worry about our parents, our loved ones. And so it's nice to know there are angels out there and how cool they are and that they can literally uh, keep an eye on us and protect us. So I want to open up with something that I think will help you as you read the Old Testament in the days to come. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's what's called the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord is not an angel. It's Jesus. And Jesus is mentioned as the angel of the Lord 65 times in the Old Testament. So when you're reading the book of Psalms and you're reading uh, the Old Testament and you see the angel of the Lord, I, I want you from this point on, if you didn't know it, to understand this is Jesus manifesting himself in the Old Testament, 65 mentions. And in the New Testament, you never see the angel of the Lord. Do you know why? 
because Jesus appears as Jesus in, in the New Testament, so there's no need for the angel of the Lord to appear. And it really makes some scriptures come alive as we see it. And here's the thing with a real angel. A real angel, guys, if, if they appear and you try to worship them, they say, hey, back off, man. Don't worship me. I'm a servant of God like you are. They never allow any praise, any worship, and they never speak in first person like they're God. They say, here's what God's saying to you, or God sent me to do this. God sent me to do that. The angel of the Lord doesn't say that. And here's all you have to understand. The word angel, Hebrew and Greek root word, it just means messenger or sent one. So uh, the angel of the Lord is just Jesus, uh, the messenger, the sent one of God, the father. And I'll show you a cool text. This is Moses. And, uh, First 40 years of his life, he grows up in the palace in Egypt. Then he gets into trouble. He has to run for his life. So for the second 40 years, from 40 to 80, he's in the wilderness as a shepherd watching his father-in-law's flocks. And, And just around 79 and a half years old, something really crazy happens. The the angel of the Lord appears to him. And here's how it reads, guys. Uh, It's in Exodus chapter three, verse one. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, very famous mountain in the Old Testament. And listen to verse two. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire uh, within a bush. Moses saw Though that the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. So just imagine, he didn't, he didn't hear any crackling. He didn't smell any wood burning. The little twigs just stayed little. They didn't disappear from burning up, right? And he thought, I got to go take a look at this. But now notice, it's the angel of the Lord. So, so we know who it is, right? It's, it's the sent one of the Lord. And notice how we know it's Jesus, verse 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him. So notice how he's called the Lord now, and now it's God calling to him. But who's in the bush? The angel of the Lord. It's Jesus, or God the Son. He called to him from within the bush. So where's the angel of the Lord? In the bush, right? Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. That would have freaked me out. I don't need any of these things happening in my life. Verse 5, verse 5. Do not come any closer. No, Notice. God said, it's the angel of the Lord. It's Jesus, God, the son. And he's saying, don't come any closer. Listen to this. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. In other words, worship me. Why? Because God's the son. A normal angel wouldn't say that. Why is this important? Because it changes a lot of verses that we read in the Old Testament. Listen to verse six. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So he's literally looking at Jesus in, in, in the Old Testament, right? And notice how he says, I'm, I'm the God of your father. And so we know the angel of the Lord is Jesus. It's God the Son. So then he says, I'm going to send you back, and you're going to deliver my people. And Moses is really nervous. It's a great conversation. So listen to verse 13. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, see, the angel of the Lord and God, it's interchangeable. It's Jesus, God, the son. He said, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So 
I just want you to know this is not a literal angel as we think of angels. It's Jesus, God the Son. It really makes some verses pop. This verse is popping, isn't it? It's, it's pretty cool. And Moses is having a conversation with God the Son in the Old Testament. So Jesus has been around and he's been working with us and for us, right? So I have a big idea for this lesson, all right? We want to talk about everyday normal angels, right? Normal, right? Angels. Uh, guys, here we go. My big idea, what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, angels exist for our benefit. They're here to help us. They're here to work in our behalf. They exist for our benefit. And here's a cool verse, two verses, Hebrews 1.13. And, and did God ever say to an angel, as he does to his son, Jesus, sit here besides me in honor until I crush all your enemies beneath your feet? So let's answer that question. Has God ever said that to a literal angel? No. Why? Verse 14 no, for the angels are only spirit messengers sent out to help and care for those who are to receive his salvation. And that would be us. And I'll tell you some angel stories before I was a Christian, after I was a Christian. And I'm sure some of you have them. I didn't see them, but I know it had to be an angel because it was supernatural. The way I was delivered or protected, it had to be an angel. And I'm sure some of you could share very similar stories. We see similar stories in the Bible. So I just want to show you some of the ways Angels help us, how they work for our benefit. And the first one's really simple, but it will give you great comfort, just great comfort for your future. It will give you great comfort when someone you love is ready to cross over to the other side. And here's my first point. Angels will escort us to heaven. Isn't that great to know? When we die, our spirit comes out of our body. Your spirit looks just like your body. It's the real you. Aren't you glad you don't have to look for signs this way to heaven, right? And, and you're all alone. It's nice to know some angel's going to meet you, right? Luke 16, 21. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Jesus is sharing this story. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and he was buried. And we know if we keep reading, creatures... Ucky creatures, yucky creatures, took them down deep to, to the other place, right? And so notice how angels meet us. And it just reminds me of, of a couple stories in my life. Um, my mom, she died uh, January 1st, uh, right after midnight. And so my brothers, we were taking turns sitting with her at the hospital, and we knew she was going to go. We didn't know when. And uh, so it was my turn. I, and, I, and so my brothers went home, and uh, I'm sitting there. The clock strikes, it's midnight, no celebration, right? I'm just watching my mom suffer and watching her, but she's ready to go. And then I'll never forget when she took her last breath, a smile came on her face. And I knew these scriptures, so I'm like, angels met her and mom's on the way up. It just brings great comfort. And my dad, all of us brothers were around my dad, and he had lung disease, so he, he was breathing so hard. It was such a terrible way to go. And uh, we're watching that happen and just frustration on his face. But, you know, when he took that last breath, a smile came, came on his face. You saw a peace. And it was just cool for us to know angels met him. And some of you, uh, I want to take the worry off your life, right, for your loved ones, for yourself. 
they're going to meet us on the other side. Why? Because we're perfect? No, but because we're washed with the blood of Jesus and we go up when we die. So that's pretty cool. They're going to smile. They're going to say, let me take you up. There's a big banquet we're going to, the best banquet you ever had, right? And it's going to be a lot of fun. I like this one. I need this one. Uh, Angels watch over us. And boy, is that important to know, right? They watch over us. Listen to Matthew 18.10. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. These are children. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly father. So we have, I call these guardian angels. And there's a couple. So all of you have a couple, right? So one of them might be up in heaven giving God some reports, right? Or some of the high-ranking angels. But one of them's always with you. And so they're here right now. And that's pretty cool, right? Uh, We can't see them. Don't pretend like you see them. Don't worry about them. They won't hurt you. But they're here, and they love, they love the Bible. They love worship, because worship is the atmosphere of heaven. So they are having a blast today. And by the way, they're glad you come to believers. They really like me, guys. All right. <laughs> just jiving, just jiving. But they watch over us. So uh, the, some, some theologians will tell you that uh, we don't really have guardian angels, and, and they, they say this isn't enough, but I really believe we do, and I believe this scripture is making it pretty plain. And uh, I heard one theologian say, you don't actually have a guardian angel. They play zone defense, and so if you know football, and maybe you don't, you know the guys that go out for the pass and the quarterback throws them the pass? There's two ways to guard them. One is man-on-man. That means one defensive guy watches them, and he just watches them, tries to blanket them, but zone defense means all the defensive guys are in a zone, and if, and if one of the offensive guys comes to catch a ball, and it's in their zone, they go after him. So one guy said, no, they're just zone, and whenever we need some help, uh, they're there to help us. You know, they come down, but guys, the Bible says no. From little kids, isn't it nice to know your kids have some angels? These guys have been watching us. And I can tell you, before I was a Christian, they were watching me. And after I was a Christian, and, and you just know this, this had to be God. It just had to be God. It had to be an angel. There's no other way I could have gotten out of this thing. And I remember, I'm not proud of this, but I, I had closed down the Steel Valley Barbell Club. And, and some of our counselors will know I, I had issues because I got high all by myself you know, and so I get all high and then I'm driving home, but there's a blizzard. And so I decided to drive home anyway. And I went down route 11. I'm going from Boardman all the way to Howland and I'm going down 11 and I'm going 65 in a whiteout blizzard guys. And I'm laughing at people cause I'm high that are going 20 miles an hour. And I'm going, you wimps, you wimps. And I'm just driving like crazy. And then all of a sudden I, I hit a slick spot and it's like, doom, 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 boom, I'm in a ditch. And, and I, and my doors were, were closed. I couldn't get out of any of them. They, they were all trapped. And I'm sitting there and it's like, People are driving by. Cell phones weren't invented, right? And it's cold, and I'm high, and I'm just sitting there. I had no seatbelt on. And, you know, sometimes we get scratched up even when the angels are. But I had no scratch at all. I'm just sitting there. And, and uh, I'm telling you, within five minutes, it was the craziest thing. Maybe 10 at the most. There's a police car, and there's an ambulance. And, or, and not an ambulance, police car, and a tow truck. And they pull me out. And the greatest miracle was they never checked to see... If I was high, that's the greatest miracle, right? But guys, God knew I would accept Christ, right? And I'm not telling you to live a wild life. I'm just telling you, I can tell you story after story where I know I was protected by the angels. But here's one that's really crazy. Um, Joe, Joe was 12, Joe Jr., Pastor Joe Jr., and David was 10. And we took a neighbor boy. We went to a Cavs game. 
And so we're coming out of the Cavs game late at night, and I'm going 77 uh, south to get on 480. And uh, it's, it's bumper to bumper, and we're all going to speed limit. It's like we're all zooming. And, of course, I, I had maybe five feet in front of me, right? And uh, so we're going, and, and, uh, and Joe Jr. said, hey, I'm going to take my coat off. He takes his seatbelt off to take his coat off, and his coat's off, and then boom. It was like a four or five car pile up, and I'm number three, I think. And boom, boom. And the craziest thing happened. First of all, I'm not that quick, but all of a sudden my arm went like this to protect him, but it was like something was holding it. It was supernatural strength. And you know, I was able to hold him so he didn't go out the window and our car was messed up. Uh, none of us were seriously hurt, but I look at that and I just think there had to be an angel that grabbed my, my hand. And I just believe they're always there watching over us. So we're going to talk before we close about, man, how can you release angels at a higher level to watch your kids? Because we all love our children, our grandchildren, and we live in a crazy world, right? And we, we need these angels to watch, and we need them to protect us too. So we'll talk about that. But, but, but here's my next one, my next point, guys. Angels can deliver us, and that means get, get us out of trouble, right, when we're in a big, big problem. And listen to 2 Timothy 4.18. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me. One way is sometimes he uses angels uh, from every evil attack. And that means people attacks. This is only referring to people attacks and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. So the apostle Paul's writing this. It's for all Christians. And we're going to show you how to use this when we close in, in a very powerful way. But guys, Notice the promise, he'll deliver us from every evil attack. Now, some Christians are called to be martyrs. That means you die for your faith. Paul eventually died as a martyr, but before that time, they tried to take him out many times, and God just kept delivering him. And one way he'll deliver us is with angels. And I'll tell you a cool story from the Bible, but I just think it's amazing that he delivers us. And you've heard me say this before if you've been at Believers. I have prayed, and I said, Lord, uh, I know martyrs receive extra rewards in heaven for all of eternity. I pass on those. I don't want to die as a martyr, right? I'm a wimp, right? Now, if I have to, I will not deny Christ. I promise I will not deny him. But I'm like, Lord, give that to somebody else. Maybe one of you want a martyr's reward, right? I don't want it. I do not want it. I, I can go through eternity without it, right? Uh, but, but they do receive these special rewards. And Paul eventually went that way. Peter eventually went that way. But guys, Acts chapter 12 is fascinating. Peter is uh, arrested. He's thrown into jail. He's chained. And uh, here he is in jail. He falls asleep, but the church gathers in a house and they're praying for God to deliver him. And so all that's happening. And then in the cell, an angel appears out of nowhere and he kicks Peter and says, get up. So Peter opens his eyes. He thinks he's dreaming. He knows it's an angel. Uh, and he says, I must be dreaming. And then his chains fall. And he gets up, and then the angel walks, and every door he walks towards opens automatically, and Peter ends up being outside. Nobody in the prison saw him. That's pretty cool, right? And he goes to the house where he knows they're probably praying. He knocks on the door. A little girl comes out, and she's shocked. It's Peter. She shuts the door instead of letting him in. She runs back, and she tells everybody, Peter's out there. They go, he can't be. He's in prison. Here they are praying. Don't we do that sometimes when we pray? They're praying for God to deliver him. And they're like, that can't be him. He's in prison. But you're just praying that God would deliver deliver him, right? And so they finally open the door and Peter says, hey, an angel, an angel let me out. And guys, these angels can deliver us from some trouble. And as we walk around in this world, and sometimes I'm all alone by myself, right? I'm glad we have security here at Believers. I'm glad we have a uniformed officer here. 
but, but guys, I, I go through my week like you, all by my loathsome, right? And, and uh, yet I always have this confidence. I thank you, God, that the angels are keeping an eye on me. And there's a cool story in the Old Testament. It has to do with the prophet Elisha. And here's the story. Uh, the king of Aram hated Israel. So he decided to attack them. And it was going to be like a sneak attack. But when he came to attack them, the Israeli army was there and ambushed him and, and won. So he goes back. He plans another a different attack. He goes to do that. And the Israeli army is already there. And, and, and they take care of him. So he's like upset. He gathers his leaders. He says, which one of you are telling our plans to the king of Israel. And he thinks one of them is a traitor. He's going to kill somebody. And then one of them speaks up and says, oh, no, no, there's this prophet Elijah, and he knows what you do in your bedchamber. And so he says, oh, does he? He says, I'm, I want him. And they were, they were, he sent an army. He sent chariots. He sent Marines and an army. Guys, there were so many, they surrounded the entire city where Elijah lived at night. And uh, they were going to bring him back, and they were going to kill the guy. And so I just want to show you uh, just an angel story that's absolutely crazy. And, and here it is, 2 Kings 6, 14. Uh, they went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked to Elisha. And I love verse 16. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And I just want you to appreciate the moment. There's two of them. There's hundreds of soldiers. Chariots could run them down. And he says, there's more with us than are with them. And this guy's never had a Bible to read. And he had to think, Elisha, you're crazy. One, two. Can, can we all agree? Some people have funny math. And he's thinking, Elisha has some funny math. One, two, 300. And he had to think, you're crazy. But Elijah understood something. I want you to understand it. I want it to help take the fear out of our lives. I want us to help understand those same angels can protect our kids, right, and our loved ones. And so notice verse 17, and Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And I think that's just amazing, guys. Those same horses, those same angels, they're everywhere, guys. And you and I can rest assured that the angels are there. And I just want to talk to us about, hey, how can we increase their activity in our life? And how can we just uh, come to a place where we have don't have fear. And again, uh, I'm not saying not to do what you need to do and take necessary cautions. I'm not saying not to do that. But guys, no matter how many cautions we take, we can always be caught off guard, right? We can always be outnumbered by people. And as I watch the news and I see some of the things that happen in subways and other places, I just think, man, we need angels operating and helping us more than we have ever used angels ever. And they're there to protect you. They're there to deliver you. And, and I really believe we can increase their activity. So what do we do to increase angels' activities? And uh, here's, here's what moves an angel. What moves an angel? Angels obey the word of God. Isn't that pretty cool? They just obey God's word. And here's, here's a verse, uh, Psalm 103, verse 20. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, 
you servants who do his will. So what do angels do? They listen to God, right? And they listen to the word of God. So I've heard people say, it's just very few, but every now and then you'll hear somebody say, and they're usually pretty popular, they'll say, you can command your angels. And uh, guys, I have never commanded an angel because I can't find one verse that tells me to command an angel. So I don't, I don't teach that because I can't find a verse because guys, they're here to help us. They're here to protect us, but we don't command them. But what do they do? Listen to what they do. They obey God's word. So one of the most incredible ways to increase angel activity in your life and the life of your children, number one, I'll give you two. Number one is just to pray and just say, God, I pray and ask you to protect my kids. God, I ask for your protection on my life, my loved one's life, and just pray over them. And Gina and I have been doing that with our kids, our grandkids, and we'll do it with our great grandkids someday. Guys, just praying for the very protection of God on our lives. Or every time you ask God for something, sometimes he'll send an angel to do it. You'll never see it, but those angels will go forth and begin to do the very things you ask God to do in your life. So you just pray. And then God gives a command here. He gives a command there. And you don't see it, but angels are being released. And that's nice to know. But you know what else they do? They obey his word. And, and there's no difference. If you take the word of God and begin to declare it over your life and you begin to give thanks with the word of God, you're releasing angels. So here's a cool one, guys. How about we take the scripture we looked at? My God shall deliver me from every evil work and he'll keep me protected until I go to his heavenly kingdom. What if you began to just give thanks once in a while? Just thank God for that. Next time you're a little afraid about a situation or you're worried about your kids, right? Uh, when, my, when my kids uh, were young, I would pray this over them if they were going somewhere and doing something where they could be harmed. And I would just pray. Uh, and, and then sometimes I would just speak over them and I'd say, God, I thank you that you will deliver them from every evil work and you will protect them until your heavenly kingdom. And what if we just begin to declare the word of God? Guys, there's something powerful that happens. Angels obey the word of God. And so if we pray and we just begin to declare the blessings and the promises of God over our life, angels and their activity happens. Angels, guys, they exist for our benefit. And I just love talking about this subject. I hope you have a week where there's no fear in your life whatsoever over in Borman here in Warren, our online community, our TV community. You walk through your week and you are at peace at the highest level knowing there are angels all around us, guys. So before I pray, can we say thank you, God, for the angels that are in our presence? All right. Some of you have extra angels because you're ornery and that's okay, right? God knows I needed them for sure when I was young, so I had to have a bunch. And thank God for angels. So Father, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes. Father, I did my best to teach this incredible part of the Bible. We thank you for angels. We thank you for them, Lord. And Lord, as we just bow our heads in reverence to you, maybe right now for some of us, some areas in our life are coming up. And Lord, we're just going to whisper some prayers. Just go ahead and whisper some prayers. And maybe over your kids, maybe over your grandkids, maybe over your parents, uh, maybe over yourself. Maybe you're in a situation where you need delivered and you just, just pray, Lord, would you deliver me from this situation? And if, if he uses an angel, he uses an angel. If he uses something else, the Holy Spirit or some other way, he does it another way. But Father, we're praying right now. We thank you for the angels. And Lord, we thank you that as we go through the week, we can just declare the promises of God over each and every one of our lives. Thank you, Lord. You're amazing. You're holy. You're awesome. 
Father, make this more real to each and every one of us because it's absolutely incredible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. So let's stay in an attitude of prayer. Heads, heads are bowed. If you're listening right now in Borman online here in Warren, TCI, as you're listening, if you're not sure of your for forgiveness, you're not sure if you're going to go to heaven, if the angels are going to escort you when you die and you want to make sure of that, you know, the Bible says you can't go to heaven by works. It's only by the grace of God. The Bible says that all you have to do is receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, repent of your sins, and say, I receive you, Jesus. I believe you're the only way to heaven. I'm going to pray with you uh, right now concerning that, and we're just going to all pray with you and help you. So if you're listening, you say, you know what, Pastor? I grew up in church, or maybe you didn't. Either way, but I can't remember a day when I prayed and said, Jesus, you are Lord. Would you pray with me right now? Can the rest of us help them? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize... I was born sin-stained, and I need a Savior. I repent of all my sins, and this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of the living God. You died for the sins of the entire world. God raised you up out of that grave. I receive you as my Savior, and I make a decision this day to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at Believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.